Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. It's what Jin's talking about exclusively on Behind the Steel Curtain, the site that only eight days ago said (laughs) the Steelers aren't even worth watching anymore. (laughs) So what we did here, me, myself, Kyle Kreiss here Mm -hmm. with Greg Benevent. Hello. When, when, you know, when the so-called fans say we're not even worth watching anymore, we picked up shop and we went (laughs) to Heinz Field to see Ben's hurrah. Not worth watching? Well, we had to be there then. We made it. Worth watching. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. Uh, and we're here to expose all the hot takes, all the hyperbole, all the just fan outrage, uh, <laughs> fan indigestion, mm. uh, heartburn, upset stomach, yeah. fanaria. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's plenty of all of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen some fanaria, even in uh, even in this week. Uh, <laughs> let's get straight to the tweets. Mm. I got it. Where's the tweet sound? Tweet. <whistles> ah, thank is. you. All right, let's kick this off with Bob Diodotti, at Mm. Bob underscore Diodotti. Enough with the literal crying about Ben retiring. I love football and the Steelers as much as anyone, but for real, grown men are literally crying. So the question is, did tears flow out of your eyes? On Monday night. Well, if they did, they froze not long after they got out. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I personally got very emotional at the beginning when he says, you know, my, uh, your quarterback uh, from Miami of Ohio, because that's where my dad went. And that's, oh. and that's, and that's, that's such a big thing. So, yeah, I pretty much lost it there. It, 
uh, at that point. But um, I do love this tweet. And if, uh, you, those of you listening can't see this, but the man actually put an exclamation point on grown men are literally crying. <laughs> like you could just see him like, like, like holding his hands up, up by his neck. unable to believe that this is occurring. It, um, yes, grown men are literally crying. I didn't have I didn't you know, have a ball out moment like I did watching uh, the finale of this season's Real World Road Rules Challenge mm. when when the uh, when Tori I'm sorry when uh, well when the two girlfriends had to face off each other in the oh, in, in the elimination that made me ball that's pretty tough but when when the captains went mm. out and mm. Hayward and and Watt stayed stayed behind and let Ben walk out solo <laughs> that was that was like a uh, motion picture moment there yes yes it was you could hear the violins rising in the background as the music swells and that had me that had me start to you know when you start to feel them come on uh for me kind of i don't know if i wasn't crying or i wasn't emotional because of Ben, I think I was more emotional because because of me, of just the passing of time. And yes, it's like that's man, literally where I was going to go with this. Yeah, eighteen mm-hmm. year, and like I'm thinking back to my life. What have I done in eighteen years? Mm-hmm. Like I just watched Steelers. That's all I've done. I right. Done nothing, so oh, I remember. I was thinking about when they drafted him, and I remember I put a new Steel Age Dawns in the biggest font I could on my away message on AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. Like that shows just how long ago this was. It's it's to see Roethlisberger in this game is to acknowledge the passage of time yeah and that is and I've, I've been having a harder time more and more with that and mm-hmm. i'm not you know i'm yeah in my middle-aged uh i hope i'm not yet middle-aged but uh. I, I like to think and and this, this is definitely rationalization that middle age is a mindset that oh. that's where that's what i'm leaning on that's what i'm leaning on i like that because mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i remember jay-z said 30 was the new 20 but i don't know what 43 is but. well i mean it's it, yeah we're yeah we, we have yet to get jay-z on a podcast to figure that out <laughs> all right let's get to the the real the real stats here okay we're talking about ben let's start with antoine smith at fat boy slim underscore 21 mm-hmm. big ben 46 pass attempts 123 pass yards yes it's time to go I mean, I will say maybe it's a consequence of being at the game and watching it that way and also watching it without my glasses on because I had a mask and they kept fogging up my glasses. So I was basically watching 8-Bit Tech Mobile the entire time (laughs) of at Heinz Field. But I obviously you watch the Steelers team when you see Ben and you're like, okay, they're not getting much yards through passing. But I had no idea it was that egregious. Like, I couldn't yeah. tell that it was that bad. I mean, obviously, I knew the offense wasn't going as well as I would have hoped in a lot of cases, but even though the running game was excellent. But I had no idea at the time that it was this bad. They were scoring first downs. They're scoring first downs. They were, I mean, I think they had 14 first downs mm-hmm. in the first half. They, yeah. you know, it, in person, yeah, it didn't, you, you know, you didn't see, uh, I guess, the reality of the, I don't know. Right. They were moving the ball fine, uh, you know, and we said, or some said at least, you know, let Ben have the reins and let him, you know, throw. And that's kind of what kind of what happened for yeah. you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was a bad I didn't feel it was necessarily a bad performance from right. Ben. Right. Exactly. It's because we know what a bad performance is. It's a lot of interceptions. It's yeah. multiple turnovers, much less a kind of it's inconsequential as a turnover can be the one at midfield at the end of a half. Like, gosh, damn, Ben. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to stats by stats at stats mm. by stats. Ben Roethlisberger is the first starting quarterback to win a game with 40 pass attempts and fewer than 150 passing yards. Uh, first time since QB stats were tracked in 1950. Mm. So this tells me uh, this was a historic game. Right. I had no idea. I mean, this would have seemed like a set. I would have, I mean, not to keep going with the passage of time, that would have seemed like something would fit with Tommy Maddox or something <laughs> like that would have fit. You know, I, I I was stunned to see all these numbers the next day and that night. I really had no idea it was that egregious. So, you know, the even these fans are like, man, there's nothing worth watching. Even in a statistically, you might say, statistically pathetic performance i say a historically pathetic well i don't know if i'll say that but well a historically <laughs> pathetic performance in a win in a win that's the part that matters right mm-hmm. all right let's go to will graves at will okay. graves ap from the associated press during ben's 18 year career the steelers headed into the last week of the season only eliminated from playoff contention twice which is the name of the game to right. me. You know, like all these Steeler fans want to say, oh, it's about uh, Lombardi's, which, yes, ultimately mm-hmm. that is the goal. But 
uh, on a more realistic level, like Coach says, it's getting into the single elimination tournament. And as long as Ben has been around, we've always been on the doorstep of the tournament. Well, I mean, it's just that I'll piggyback on that with the idea that the football season doesn't end for you early. I mean, imagine if they had, you know, been eliminated from contention a month ago. It would be a lot harder to do this. But it'd be a lot harder to do anything. The fact that they're always in there swinging away is a testament to just how successful they've been. I would take that over. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. The only example I can think of is like from baseball, the Florida Marlins, who win a championship every 10 years and then be unwatchable for the next 20. Like it's I don't even know if there is a football uh, uh, analogy for this. I mean, I would say it's probably Cleveland. Well, I mean, but I mean, but at least win a championship. I, mean, I was trying to get someone actually won something, so that's why it's a tougher analogy. See, all right, Let, uh, I, and hey, and don't even forget uh, the year that Ben was knocked out—the duck season. Right, we they were, were still they in were, it till the very end. I think yeah. we were the seventh seed at the end, right? If there were seven playoff teams that year, I think we were. The- yeah, it's right because it's it's yeah because they might have been the seventh that year because it was the Titans took their spot and then went yeah. you know the run to the title game. So you know, I, so I don't know. We'll get to Tomlin stuff, but is mm-hmm. uh, is that a, is that a stat? Is that a Ben stat or is that a Tomlin stat? I think we're going to find out in the next few years. Okay, all right. Let's go to Steelers takeaways at Pittsburgh Sport. There's a ton of current and former Steelers uh, players praising and congratulating Ben. I guess he was pretty well respected by his teammates after all. The, the, the narrative has been at times that, you know, Ben is not a team guy. He calls out players in their press conference. Oh, poor AB, he called him out. But even I saw tweets from even Josh Harris right. this week who right. said that who said that he purposely fumbled a few years back. Right, exactly. That, that Josh Harris thing never made sense to me on any level, and that includes actually having him on the team. But yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't make it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I thought about this when I read, and I don't know if we've included, it, we certainly don't have to, but the Ron Cook wrote, wrote a wonderful column, which is something I get to say every 15 years, and where he <laughs> talked about how, you know, how much Ben has matured and changed as a person over the last so many years. And also, we'd like to think we all have in one way or another, but I think these things work in tandem, where I do think, hey, maybe, you know, Ben wasn't uh, uh, the best teammate earlier on, and I think, and, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but I think he's certainly over the last so many years uh, really matured into one. Well, you know, my my cousin, speaking of Miami, my cousin mm-hmm. went to Miami in the same mm-hmm. time as Ben. Okay. And, you know, the, the word was that he was, you know, he was the BMOC, right? He was okay. the big man on campus Makes sense. With, with the ego, with mm-hmm. the arrogance. But you've been the best athlete it, your entire life throughout high school, right. throughout college, first round draft pick NFL. Uh, yeah, there might be some, uh, you know, there might be... Uh, some Kanye, uh, a little bit of Kanye in there. You know that what I mean? Perhaps be some Kanye, or maybe there's some Ben and Kanye. I don't know. Uh, but I think that what we saw after the game was certainly respect, not only among you know peers, but but across the whole league. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was the, it was the NFL Twitter account that made their header. You know, Ben Cherry and it said, "See you in Canton, Ben," with the little the black and yellow hearts. I mean, that was the official NFL feed. At uh... all right, let's go to. Let's go to Kevin Adams at Kevin Adams 26. If the Steelers plan is to rebuild the teams at position that don't include QB, you may as well let seven play one more year. He's still better than anything we've got or anything in free agency. I mean, that, 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 that's a very nice thought, but I, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> okay, you're not ready for season 19? I, I am not ready for season 19. I, I, think, it's, I, I, I think it's time. I, think it's, it's, I also think it's very, very weird, if nothing else, to come back after what we saw on Monday night. Yeah, you can't have the Cal Ripken moment and then try to come back in April, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's and, and, and I think, and something, you know, that I imagine will, uh, I'll flesh out my thoughts more about this in the future, but like, wow, whoever they bring in next may not have you know and almost certainly won't have you know the fourth quarter comeback ability won't have that like you know he's on fire effect that Ben could do even in at this point in his career you may have someone that if nothing else is maybe a little more mobile is maybe a little bit better at this thing or that than Ben was at times this year so it's you know that doesn't mean that the the years to come are going to be absolutely awesome but it means they might not be all that bad I'll, I'll just say I'll say this in in uh, in favor of those <laughs> wanting to keep him one more year mm-hmm. you know we did did see him he you know arm strength was part of the conversation uh at least in the preseason mm-hmm. but we saw him when uh when he thought that there was an offside and he you got those free plays mm-hmm. he threw it 45 yards oh, down yeah. the field um even when he should have had a free play and didn't like we all thought in the, the first half there but, uh, 
And if this O line is improving, and you could give him a little more time, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And the and the the, the pumper that icy light pumper, uh, you know, still is still the best in the biz. Oh, okay. I I, I didn't realize that, but yeah, the pump fake. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. It took me a second. I, I was trying to make the connection to icy light. Okay, yeah, no, the pump fake is still great. That 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 part of it that'll never go away. He'll be doing that with his children when they're in high school, like on their football teams, <laughs> faking them out. Right. right. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's go. Let's the final word here on Ben. We'll give it to uh, Scarps at Scarpizo. Uh, I think this one takes a little uh, accompaniment here. Thank you for being Big Ben. Travel down the field again and again. Your aim is true. The old cowboy and confidant. And if you threw a touchdown against a cover two, you would see the biggest gift would be from Najee and you'd beat the Browns again. Thank you for being Big Ben. Oh, okay. Scarbo. Is that is that the best tribute? I guess that is a mashup of uh, of headlines there. I would like to say that none of you listening to this have any idea how hard it was not to crack up laughing throughout that entire thing and then to just eliminate all of his singing. I mean, I, 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 I will say I loved all of this work. I, I Not not to be that guy, there, there probably almost had to be a better word than confidant, but hey, he made it work here. They made it work in the thing. I I, I don't want to nitpick. That was, that was wonderful, and I'm glad this person did this. I hope they did it quickly, like I said to you, and this wasn't the project of several hours, but that was magnificent. Oh, well, you know, thank you. I, I, I give it all to Scarpe Pizzo, uh, Scarpizio there. Okay, let's move on to uh, to the, the new three-time Steelers MVP, T.J. Watt, uh, on the verge of a Defensive Player of the Year and a sack title. Let's get to the tweets. We'll start with Steven Nelson at Nelson Island. 90 is a pure animal. All right, but how about Ryan Clark at Ryan Clark 25? Dang, T.J. Watt is an all-out Monogator. What wow. monogator? Is that a, is that half gator, half monster? I don't know. I think it was something that Geralt had to fight in the last season of The Witcher. I have no <laughs> idea what a monogator is. I mean, it sounds impressive. It. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't have to know what a monogator is to know that both of these men are correct. I mean, that was an unbelievable performance on Monday night, and it's. And I don't know if I didn't think cracked ribs got that much better that quickly, but I guess they do. I'm not up on my anatomy. You know, I can't, I don't know how he's out there playing with cracked ribs or, I mean, didn't he have a groin earlier? I mean, he's like Ben out there. I think uh, Mm -hmm. everything hurts. hurts. Yes. Um, You know, I don't know if he's a monogator or uh, an animal. I I like to go back to uh, Rocky's old trainer. I think that he's Mm. more like, this guy is a bulldozer with a wrecking ball attached. (laughs) Let's go to... (laughs) Dad Chad at Mad okay. Chad 412. Mm. TJ Watt has more sacks tonight than Miles Garrett has in his last seven games. Uh, the You know, so is TJ that much uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the pack here? Because, you know, for a lot of the season, Garrett was the, you know, favorite for the player of the year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he was before Monday night, but I think he is now. I mean, even just seeing the betting odds on defensive player of the year and kudos to anyone who's enough of a gambling degenerate that you would bet on defensive player of the year. <laughs> but I, I think TJ is something like minus 1400 at this point. So I do think... You know, uh, as much as this shouldn't be like college football, I think if you go out and maybe one of the most watched games across the country and get four sacks in a game your team has to win, that's absolutely going to, uh, you know, help you achieve the level of, you know, top monogator or whatever. What do you feel about him getting the sack record? You know, it's been 17 games. Uh, you know, Strahan, but it hasn't been 17 games. That's not not TJ. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think, I think if he gets it, I I think it would be as much, if not more valid than uh, uh, anything else that, um, you know, and don't forget about the Strahan season. Didn't Aaron Rodgers kind of gift him that game-winning or the the record-setting sack? I think it was a rollout in his direction that he then, uh, you know, slid into the ground. I mean, maybe I I, I don't you know I I, I I that could be I I mean I've heard that, but it's but by that same token, like 
every the great ones always get something. Like even I think on Monday night there was one where like TJ touched Baker after he kind of slid to the ground, and that counted as a sack too. That's like right. everyone's going to have some of those. Oh, like that's right. A, that Baker's above the neck play, uh, you right, know, sliding right. behind the line of scrimmage. Exactly, and you could be like, well, he heard the footsteps. It's like okay, and he certainly was in a position to to tag him before anyone else. But I mean, that's a sack through the letter of the law. So things like that with the Rodgers thing don't bother me. Yeah, cry about Ben. No, he throws behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, well, Baker slides behind the line of scrimmage. All right. Uh, let's get to the rest of the D, because this was a defensive mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, we'll go to Alex Kazora. Okay. Steelers have nine sacks tonight, 52 on the season. They have 50-plus sacks in five straight seasons. That ties an NFL record, you know. But all wow. season, what we've heard is, fire Butler! Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm always I am surprised they got to the 50 sacks this year just because teams were running on them so well. So, I mean, but uh, but no, that is an incredible stat. I mean, it's an amazing thing. It's it's now if they could just stop the run better, which they did wonderfully on Monday night, then by all means, they could be the defense that we'd all hope they'd be. Yeah. If the identity of the defense is we blitz the quarterback to create or we rush the quarterback to, to create pressure and that. Uh, you know, it takes some of the pressure off the secondary mm-hmm. is 50 straight sacks for five years. Is that the most important factor? Not the not the yards we give up uh, on the ground, not the yards we give up in in prevent, not the missed tackles. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I keep coming back to the, how many how they didn't get that many sacks against Burrow. They didn't get that many against Mahomes. Like when they played the high and, and hey, it's going to be tougher to sack the higher level guys. That was true when the higher level guys were Brady a million years ago and all the rest of this. So, but sacks are like you can't overlook sacks and how much that can change something. So yeah, this you know. It, you can't by any means say that the defense is totally a failure with this kind of thing. That's absolutely not true. If yeah. you tell Butler your job is to create pressure on the quarterback and mm-hmm. we we get those 50 sacks, but, you know, we had the worst statistical running defense of, of uh, franchise history. Where does that put you in terms of Butler's future? Uh, I, I think it's more likely than not Butler comes back. I mean, again, I, I don't talk to anyone at the Steelers facility. I could be wrong, but I, I, I'd i be surprised if he didn't just because, again, it's not like Butler, you know, it's not like his fault. Whatever bizarre thing happened with Stefan to it. It's not like it was Butler that made Alua Lua get hurt. I mean, it's you know, it's it, it wasn't Butler's idea to uh, start Derek Tusco, who, hey, has started to come on a bit. So maybe you found something there. Yeah, like, that's right. And, you know, plus, and some of these guys might have gotten coached up. I mean, that's entirely possible, too. And we and we talked off. We talked off camera. We talked off mic beforehand about Jerry O, you know, the inside uh, linebacker coach having his personal uh, Mm -hmm. tragedies this season. So we're not only pulling people off the practice squad, we're pulling coaches off the bench. It's been just, Mm -hmm. you know. Next man up all across the board. I right. think I think Butler's back. I don't uh, know. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our own blue Mr. Blue Checkmark here at BTCS uh, at Michael Beck 56. Michael Beck, I know it's been said a lot tonight, but Adams and Witherspoon look really good. Mad respect to the front office mining those guys. That's not a hot take, except that in October, Beck was saying, I'm embarrassed for Kevin Colbert for making that trade. And uh, Witherspoon might go down as Colbert's worst trade. Where do we stay with Witherspoon right now? I'm, I want him back. I'd like him back, too. I mean, I, I don't know where it fits with the money, and hopefully you don't have to spend too much to do it, but I'd love to have him back. I mean, again, this is a question of how quickly things can change and how dramatically. What's the first image most of us had of Witherspoon? It was rugs for the Raiders outrunning him to uh, uh, the, you know, the end zone. Well, which of those guys would you rather have now? Yeah, well, I mean, let's be I mean, let's be frank. I love Joe Hayden, but he was getting outrun by wideouts too this season. Right. And and Joe as much as I love him is is, you know, not the youngest man either necessarily. At, uh but yeah. We'll get to we'll get to Joe in a minute. Let's go mm-hmm. let's go a little bit further to at Aston Jackson on the same uh, same take here between mm-hmm. Adams, Witherspoon, Loudermilk and the new punter. 
I saw a light. These were all guys that we were like, oh, if louder milk gets a lot of snaps, man, we're really in bad shape. But hey, these people are turning into contributors. Absolutely. And, and louder milk in particular, I mean, you really hope that what it, it's it's easy to get excited about. Think about what this guy could be if he takes that big jump during the offseason like so many rookies do. I mean, if it he certainly seems like a guy that's that's willing to work hard, that's a tough guy that's willing to put in the time. So if he does that, it's really easy to get look forward to where this guy could be next year. And this was the guy, don't forget, this was the guy we traded up to get in the fifth Oh, and round. everyone destroyed that during the draft. It's like, how are you trading draft capital for this guy? What are you thinking? It, uh, is that seriously a second H? What is happening there? Yeah. And if you said, hey, this guy is going to pull through for us in week 17 and 18, well, I, right. you know, hell, I wouldn't have said that for the, any of this draft class except no. for one and two, maybe. And you also would and you also would have been like, well, they're clearly four and 13, if that's the case, too. <laughs> but. All right, let's go on to... Well, here, while we're talking about Hayden from at 93.7 The Trolls, <laughs> Joe Hayden wants an extension, right? Nope. Ship him. Bye. What uh, If all things being equal, he's out there, say, let's looking, he's looking for a short-term deal. Uh, we've already got Pierre in the room. We've got Cam Sutton in the room. Maybe Witherspoon. Is is there room for Hayden? Uh, I, I don't know if there is. I mean, I, I, and also it's just it's just hard not to believe that somebody else wouldn't throw a lot of money at, at Joe just off of his name and what he's done in the past and who he is. And it, um, so yeah, I'd be surprised if he was back next year. But you know, if he came back on a small deal and wanted to be there, I think they'd love to have him. It's just you know that again, that seems like a guy somebody's going to throw a lot of cash at because this. His name is still Joe Hayden. Is he? I'm think. I'm trying to think of like, you know, Richard Sherman in his later years. Is that is that a similar comparison? Uh, I mean, I I I thought of Ty Law maybe too. Okay, but yeah, but it's but, but again, like a corner that you could, one of the few cornerbacks that the layperson can name that you know is is could maybe bounce around a lot uh, uh, going from one big deal to the next uh, uh, over the course of so many years. That's possible. Or maybe Joe does take a few extra bucks less to stay somewhere he loves where he is loved. Who's Ooh, to say? That's why you know you're 33. Uh, you know, do you want to take a big, you know, a big two-year deal to play for the Jets to play? Right, you know, exactly to go to Jacksonville, yeah. Uh, or you know you could probably I mean would he would would they offer him a vet minimum I would, you know hopefully it would be more than that that would that would seem disrespectful to someone like Joe Hayden but then again that's kind of what they did with the beloved Vince Williams over the offseason and that might have led to some issues too yeah yep hundred percent there okay mm-hmm. uh, let's go to man we're going long in this first half that's all right well let's let's go to Brad Hauser the okay. Brad Hauser mm-hmm. how bad is this Steelers defense. That they couldn't shut out this Browns offense. Now, this was one of the weakest NFL offensive performances outside of uh, Steelers versus Chiefs. <laughs> uh, should we have? Were they that bad? We should have shut them out. I, I, I don't think it, it, you can ever say that anyone should shut out. Should shut out anyone else. I think it's hard to shut out any anybody. It's it's it's. I mean, obviously. It, what I, what I kind of read this at is, as is like, how dare the Steelers defense get to the point where the Browns are even kind of in this game for a moment in the third and fourth quarter, which is where I took it when they scored. But um, but yeah, it, 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 it's it's it, it's so hard to shut out anybody. I mean, and again, it's not like the Browns don't have players. They really kind of do in some positions. Landry was, you know, Landry mm-hmm. was still being Landry out there. Mm-hmm. And when Baker did make his throws they were money you know the few that he did make right they were money and you couldn't defend some of those and and also this sounds so weird to say the offensive line for the most part usually isn't too bad except for the guy that was blocking tj watt which seems (laughs) like that that's not how you would have drawn things up but hey this is not what are you barking about or whatever oh yeah right we we talk about uh you know all these decisions that the steelers coaches make how could they make the decision well look we've seen it we've seen it how many times where uh you know you can't you can't stop TJ Watt. You can only hope to contain him. I guess is that the one more That's on the, the old D. Dan Patrick line. Yes. It, uh, well, let's go. Let's finish this off with uh, at Barry McCannahan. Mm. The NFL genuinely needs to investigate the Browns game plan it feels like they purposely created a game plan to lose which isn't different from manipulating results I've never seen an NFL team not try to win the game before wow is is that did you see this was a very fairy tale uh moment for Steelers fans for Ben uh if you would have written it up any other way 
maybe it would have been a fourth quarter comeback from Ben. Do you think, did the Browns give up? Did they not play their best? Did they, I mean, did they do anything? Did they, were they out there trying to win? Yes, they were out there trying to win. They're professionals getting paid a lot of money to play a children's game at a high level. They were absolutely <laughs> trying to win. All these kind of takes are ridiculous. This, I mean, this is, this is, this is part of what's, let me, this is part of what's wrong with our country, this conspiratorial <laughs> thinking. No, absolutely they were trying to win. And even as much as we're like, oh, what were the Browns thinking? Not running, Chubb, more. What were they thinking? They were trying to win. They thought that, like, it drives me nuts whenever people are like, oh, the professionals, they had this awful game plan that wasn't going to work. No, they kind of thought it did. And they know more than you do about exactly why that's the case. I thought Chubb was the take I got from, you know, having skimmed the brown stuff on The Athletic, because I'm certainly not going to the Plain Dealer website to find <laughs> out more, is that I think Chubb was maybe more banged up than a lot of people thought. Okay. And it was pretty, you know, uh, I'm not going to use the word heroic. Well, I have it in my voice there. <laughs> but he, but he was, you know, and, and they didn't want to keep using him in that regard. So it became on Baker to try and make these throws, which, again, he's not able to do. And look, for all the criticisms I have of Baker, that's a tough guy. He's going to he's going in there. He's going to keep playing. He's going to keep trying it. You know, it, it, it. you know, he so, did. Yeah. If you remember the play where he leaned into I can't remember who it was. It was one of the corners or and, mm-hmm. and he leaned in with his separated shoulder. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so don't tell me that these guys were trying to lose. That's asinine. All right. We've got it. We were almost at the half hour. We got to take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, still lots more to talk about, including uh, Tomlin, Canada, the O-line. We got to take talk about who's uh, who we're going to take next year in the draft. <laughs> Um, and we have the hottest take yet in uh, of the of the week. So uh, we, let's let's uh, let's pay some of our uh, commercial break or whatever. Let's pay some of our sponsors. I heard a the, the weird. Um, Hit me. The, I was listening to the Stat Geeks podcast okay. yesterday, and the ad was for a podcast about therapists that sleep with their clients. Wow! And I was just like. I, I got to get a hotter therapist. Yeah, exactly. That's better than brain pills, sure. Uh, I, I think, I, you know, I think we should give a shout out to maybe this week's uh, ancillary sponsor. I'm going to shout out the Permani Brothers hey. on Main Street in Uniontown. They let me order over the phone and not on their website. The website Ooh. didn't have the entire menu. Uh, so I appreciate them. Shout out to that Permani. All right, we'll Heroes. be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It's what Jen's talking about. Let's get to some more, some of some more of your <laughs> tweets. All right, let's talk about Tomlin. This is from NFL on Fox, Fox mm-hmm. Sports. Mike Tomlin becomes the first head coach in NFL history to have a non-losing record in each of his 15 seasons. You know, amazing. The, the haters will out there and say, "Oh yeah, what you know? Uh, like we're moving the goalposts. Like the goal isn't non-losing seasons; it's Super Bowls." Yeah, that's true. But the fact is, since Mike Tomlin has been the coach, we haven't been a loser. You know, uh, how 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 big or maybe maybe how small should we be considering this 15 season no losing records? I mean, the goal is to win Super Bowls, but on a, a macro level, the goal is to win. Yeah, the goal is to win games, and if you win more games than you lose in a season over and over and over again, that is not an accident. That is not something that just occurs. It's, I mean, um, do I wish they'd won more Super Bowls in that time? Yes, absolutely. However, this is an incredible achievement. You can't win Super Bowls without getting to the playoffs. Right, right. It's real hard to do it that way, and especially in a league with this much parity, where. Uh, they 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 try to make everyone a contender. Yes, you know that's the goal. And at least in the AFC North, 
Uh, it's been Pittsburgh or no one else, you know, or very few else. Let's I'll say that. Sure, yeah, Cincinnati's had theirs, Baltimore's had theirs, but 15 seasons without and and Ben is 18 seasons, right? right. Without a losing. So it's just like be grateful. We're not. We're, we're who knows if we'll see that. I don't know. I think under Tomlin, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot, but. You know, who knows? We're in uncharted territory. Right. Well, not yet, but, you know, maybe in seven days. Hey, maybe in 37 days. I don't know. Right. Okay. All right. We're done uh, predicting the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get to the future predictions. Let's let's keep the let's keep the Tomlin comments coming. This is at Miles A. Simmons. I know this night is about Roethlisberger, but Mike Tomlin has been a Steelers coach since the Bush administration and has still not had a losing season. This is when, when uh, you know, we're comics here in L.A. And when I, we hear people do their 9-11 bits and they were like, oh, yeah. I was in first grade or something. That's mm-hmm. kind of like this. When when the people are like, oh, yeah, I was six when Roethlisberger uh, or Tomlin was around, you know. Right. That's how long we're talking. We're talking yes. decades, decades. An entire lifetime for many people. Generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a staggering number when you see it and you're confronted with, again, the passage of time, that whole thing. I mean, it's that, that there's only been two years where they were out of it at the very end. At uh... Mike Tomlin is uh, he's more tenured than some of our presidents. You know, <laughs> people already forgot who people already forgot who uh, who Bush ran against in 04. <laughs> but no one will forever get forever forget. Uh, whatever. OK, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. One more thing okay. on Coach T. Let's go to. Going 47 at an East Steeler fan. Is that Northeast Steeler fan, I guess? I don't yeah, know. I was thinking NES Steeler fan. Oh, or maybe Nebraska fan. Steeler fan. Oh, I don't okay. know. I still say this is one of Coach Tomlin's best seasons. Mm-hmm. Eight and a chance for nine wins on a team that has struggled to run and stopped the run until tonight. Uh- yeah, I agree with all that uh, up until the point about how much did Tomlin have to do with constructing this lineup. That's the only that's the only knock I'd ever have on Tomlin as uh, I don't know if he's the best GM, but boy, he's a great coach. Well, this might not have been the best September right. lineup, but it seems like it's turning into a December lineup. Absolutely, it has gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. Um and I've re- yeah, I've enjoyed this season more than the 12 and 0 start last season. Oh yeah. For whatever reason. Well, because you weren't locked in your apartment house, I think well, it's a part of it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um is this more fun than the duck season? I, cuz I had a lot of fun with the duck season. The duck season, season too. was great cuz we were uh, all the all that pressure of like, oh, you've got to win now. It's Ben's career, you know, the uh, your Super Bowl window is closing. That all disappeared with the duck season. Plus, the other part of the duck season was for the first time since Shazier got hurt, you saw real dominant defense. The duck season was a real blast up until the end of the Buffalo game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, even in the Jets game, if, if Mason hadn't gotten hurt, they probably would have won that and gone to the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. if this isn't, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say the Super Bowl season is maybe Tomlin's best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can. I think we can say that. Yeah. So besides the two Super Bowl years, uh, this and the duck year, I don't know. Those are among my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. who's coaching this ball club? Mike T. Tell him, Brian. <laughs> Uh, you know, but as as much as as much as it was a great game, a great win, still a lot of hate mm-hmm. for. All right, let's start with Mister Dejan Kavakovic. Oh boy, that sideways route to Ray Ray right there on third and ten. So this was uh, this was in the third quarter, I guess. Okay. Uh, third and third and ten. That sideways route to Ray Ray, primary bleeping target, should be enough to get a coordinator fired between quarters. <laughs> Now, keep in mind, we didn't punt for the rest of the game after that. I mean, I must say, I, I do get disappointed that Ray Ray is when the ball goes to him so many times. I, I've always rationalized it with, OK, Ben, at this point in his career, absolutely knows the check down to the guy that's the most open. He looks at each of receivers and, and you know, hopefully he's throwing it to Ray Ray because he's the best option. But man, oh, man, that, that, that this exact thing did drive me nuts. But even as you, you and I were talking off camera, off mic, whatever it is, Ray Ray is tough. He's not the best receiver. He's not the biggest guy. He's certainly fast. But that that catch he made at what the five when he got absolutely drilled by that guy yeah. i thought there's no way he held on to that and i not just because i wasn't wearing my glasses and yeah <laughs> I, he held on to it. it was amazing um you know we've seen all season we've seen a lot of criticism you know too much ray ray too much ray ray even though the we've been it's, it's been explained to us that ray ray is juju's backup mm-hmm. and so you know that's him in the slot not claypool everyone wants claypool in the slot it's, nope it's it's ray ray mm-hmm. um but the fact that we throw to our fifth wide out, 
does that mean you know you should fire a coordinator? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, one more here on Canada. Let's go to at yay lefty mm. or is that yeah lefty? I think it's yeah. But at yeah sure lefty, mm-hmm. bring back Ben as the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. Wow, that that is a hot take. That is <laughs> that is that is one, that, that's a hot take from like another dimension. That's how hot that is. It burned through uh, uh our parallel worlds. Well, yeah, it, um, you need Loki in the time variance. Right, to, uh, I think so. Yeah, or, yeah, or really uh, fast car from the 80s. Um no, th- this whole thing, I mean, I have always had the idea that when Ben is out, Ben is out. But you're not you're not going to see him again. You're not going to see him, you know, maybe he'll come out to Heinz Field every 5 to 10 years, but you're not going to see him on the NFL network. Uh you're not going to see him diagramming the He's not going to be on your podcast. I always thought when Ben's gone, Ben's gone. Ben's gone. I think you're right. You know, uh, uh, I don't think, you know, he's not going to be in the booth. Yeah, right. He's not. He doesn't even do commercials. Right. Um, He does. He seems to be thrifty, at least from the experience that people I talked to were just, you know, just Mario. That interview we had with Mario a few weeks ago. Yeah. And sounds like, yeah, he's pretty thrifty. He's not one to splurge. And I also think he's just hang out with his family. He doesn't, again, he doesn't seem like someone that needs all that much limelight at this point. Highest so. paid stealer in history. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he can kind They're, of, you know. Be all right hanging out in the North Hills. Seven's your guy. Year. That's right, yeah. But he's not my offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay, let's move on to... The the O line, maybe the real MVPs of the game. Certainly. Uh let's start with at biased girl. Hey, at least it's out there. Mm-hmm. Um it's not lost on me how much better the O line played without Kendrick Green at center. I mean, look, I was hey, I was the one that said in August, look, it's gonna be BJ Finney is our mm-hmm. it was our starting center. I was I'll admit that I was wrong that it's been Kendrick Green. But uh is JC the the real center here? What do you what do you think? I don't know. JC certainly looked good on Monday night. I, I'd certainly love to see him again on Sunday. It, I mean, obviously this is still a big game. You need your best chance to win and all that. But you know, if Kendrick's not a hundred percent, which uh, kind of everything we've led been led to believe, more or less says that. Hey, sure, let's see JC do it again. He certainly didn't do anything to make you think that this guy couldn't do the job. You know, he's I mean Kendrick's COVID list now or, or injured, so he's not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to see him again. But I mean, he, I'm sure, he, you know, he. I'm sure he hit a rookie wall, right? right. You know, he's undersized, mm-hmm. um, you know, undervalued, at least draft-wise. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, this guy's been putting up a fight. We knew he had the strength based on his workout vids. Yeah. But, I mean, if anyone's going to hit a rookie wall, it's probably your center who's played about 1,200 snaps. Right. Oh, absolutely. And again, the guy that never played center before. I mean, yeah. it's so bad. I mean, but it, and it very well may come to a point in the next year where, hey, you have JC as a center. You move Kendrick to guard or something like that. I mean, that could happen, too. You never know. Everyone like, seems to say that he's too small to play guard. I don't know. I, I am in no way qualified to say that. I don't I know. You know, I would you. say that Max Starks is too big to fit on a bus. But right. somehow. Exactly. Yes. It's, yeah, somehow that worked they out. They made it work out. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. One more thing on the O-line. Let's go to. Rick Notari at this big blue devil. Okay. Is he a dookie, maybe? Uh, any coincidence, the line coach left this week and the Steelers had their best rushing night of the season. Was it a, is it a, was it a Clem thing? Was it a Kendrick thing? I, I, I don't know. And also, there's absolutely no way we're going to know that. I mean, it's it's I also find that very hard to believe that it was just the coach holding them back because again he's the offensive line coach he's not calling the plays it's not like he was like not playing certain players i mean how much how much can a bad offensive line coach hold you back that someone else could fix all the problems in eight days well, that, could, that feels a bit steep to me could the line have had um a little more motivation to uh play for you know the new guy the next man up sure but which in and of itself is a criticism of Clem in that they weren't motivated to play for him when he was clearly taking a lot of criticism throughout the season. Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's that's we're both kind of saying the same thing in different words. I think they said that uh, the that the the new coach brought in tight ends to the meeting, brought in okay. running backs to the meeting, which I guess wasn't the wasn't the standard all season. I mean, I don't know. You know, they were they were attack. I think they were double teaming the, on the point of attack, which I don't know if that's what they were doing or not. I don't know. I'm not a film guy. Listen right. to uh, listen to Scobro show or listen to Stats Geek if you want to some of the more film that we had the cutting room floor, all kinds of BTSC right podcast if you want to and also just to piggyback on that how many different meetings is Najee going to at this point because wasn't he also in the wide receiver meetings too like this poor guy like do they have these meetings at different times or he just shows up at like that's amazing to me if he's dudes at three different kinds of meetings throughout the course of the day I got into football not to do the office meetings (laughs) 
If I knew there'd be meetings, I'd right, just... <laughs> right, right. I mean, the guy would be like, he could be in the offensive line and have like the wide receiver meeting on Zoom. Like you could kind of like multitask. Like, all right, let's uh, yeah, let's move let's move on to the crystal ball. Okay, okay. Because uh, everyone wants to know what's going to happen next. We can't be can't wait for this season to end. What's going to happen next season? Oh, let's start with Colin Dunlap at Colin underscore Dunlap. Mm-hmm. After watching Najee and TJ Watt back to dominating a game, the Steelers should just resign themselves to go with a game-managing quarterback next season. Hell, just play Rudolph if you want, build it O-line and linebacker, worry about QB later. What What's the priorities with the, with this roster? Uh, I, I, one, I don't think we're going to know. Two, I think the, the priority is going to be defense, defensive line. I think that's going to be the priority. I mean, that's not to say that if a quarterback fell into their laps, they wouldn't take them or they could make a move for one. I, I imagine defensive line is going to be the priority. Uh, I don't know if they're going to prioritize offensive line. They may believe in these guys. It, um, I mean, what, what makes what Colin said here not crazy is that, like, we live in a world where as of this recording, the number one seed in the AFC is the Titans. Yes. Who are basically this team that he's talking about. I mean, it's it's I think we're past the point where believing Tannehill himself is going to beat you. <laughs> so, you know, that, that that's it's I mean, you look at the Titans and you think, oh, I remember the Neil O'Donnell Steelers. Yeah. And it's yeah. not to say their defense is that great. I mean, it's but their defense certainly isn't bad. So, it you know, there might be a place for a team like this. But um, I do think. Uh, 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 yeah, it's 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 it will be tough to swallow Rudolph if we don't see a lot of improvement somewhere else. That's what I'm looking for is improvement. That's I mean, what I want to see. I don't, it doesn't have to be at any one position, but let's just see some real improvement. Let's look at the O-line. I think Dan Moore has certainly yeah. earned his locker. He's going to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Chooks and we've still got Banner. Mm-hmm. Um now we have Dotson. Uh, I don't know if LeGlue stays on the roster, mm-hmm. but he seems to have you know earned his snaps. I don't know if Turner does. I don't know if Turner isn't yet. back, maybe. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he was. So if anything on the line, yeah, maybe you would draft a guard. Mm-hmm. People keep thinking we're going to draft another center. I don't know. I'd be, yeah, I mean, it, it maybe, again, just they keep talking up one prospect whose name I don't even remember. Again, if he falls to them, maybe, but it's not, you know, I, I think this, this, they have enough areas where they want to improve. I, I, I do tend to think the draft will be, the first pick will be defensive line, but uh, who's to say? Let's go to, uh, let's go to the Trib here. We got mm-hmm. Chris Adamanski at C underscore Adamanski Trib. 15 of the 32 NFL starting QBs this week had a worse QBR than Mason when when he started. Uh, and, and he made second team practice reps that mm-hmm. week. Absolutely. He found out like what? I forget when he found out he was he was going to go. It wasn't that Monday, right? It was he was on a little bit of short notice. I, I don't say it was a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it was later in the week. It um, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it and it was the pouring down rain, and we all kind of forget the Friermouth fumble at the end, which might have led to a field goal kick to win the game, and then the Steers wouldn't be in the same position with the playoffs. It's. You know, I mean, as 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 Mason as a game manager quarterback, can that team win games? Yes, if the rest of the team around them is maybe better than the rest of the team was around them this year. If we saw, say, we let's say, if, would we saw games like we saw on Monday, where, uh, you know, you're 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 relying on the run, mm-hmm. and then you know, say Mace. I mean, gosh, I hate to say Mace puts up a 150 yard performance every week. That's not exactly what we're looking for, but well, he's not throwing 40 times if they are. <laughs> let's hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing. Let's go to at Silver Bullet. This is okay. Jason Silbers. Mm-hmm. Here's a list. Here's a way too soon list of possible starting quarterbacks for 2022. Not even including Rodgers or Wilson. We've got Rudolph, Pickett, Mariotta, Cousins, Jeff Goff, Huntley, Garoppolo, Bridgewater, Trubisky, Coral, Strong, Howell, Willis. Uh, who do you like out of that list? Uh, I mean, the only ones that, that that even jump out at me at all are Rudolph, Cousins, and Pickett. I mean, it. You know, I, 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 I. Unless you think Trubisky is going to be Ryan Tannehill, which, which maybe you could make him into. I don't know. But what about um, Huntley over there in Baltimore? 
I mean, uh, you know, I was, yeah, I was at the gym when he had the good drives against Cincinnati. I was watching that on the treadmill, but uh, I don't, I don't know as a starter. I mean, it's, it's to me, the guy could be a lesser version of Jacoby Brissett, which isn't nothing. Brissett was a fine quarterback. I mean, um, should, should we put Brissett on this list? I don't know. I I, I haven't seen what he's done this year at, um, but I mean, of these cousins is the one that intrigues me more than I thought it was going to just because I think he played better than I thought at, uh, he had a lot, then again, he has a lot of weapons around them there too in Minnesota. Well, is he the he might be the the most above the head out of that list, above the neck. I mean, above yeah, the, yeah, above yeah. The head. I don't know. Well, in, in some ways, and in some ways not, but yes, it, uh, Cousins is yeah, uh, certainly of these ones. And it uh, and again, maybe it could be a question of the guys around him. But boy, golf looked rough to me. And keep in mind, Rudolph is under contract, mm-hmm. where no one, none, no one, none of those other guys on that list is. I think so. the most important thing is, thank God, no one's mentioning Haskins at this point. We're done with all that, <laughs> thankfully. Um, well, let you know, hey, one more prediction for the future, uh, and it and it doesn't involve Rudolph or anybody. It it's Ben, and that let's go, let's go straight to AB. He's not over for Ben yet. I just don't see him hanging it up. What? I wouldn't tip my hat on that yet. What? I wouldn't bet on that yet. What? Because Big Ben has a lot of football yet left. What? And he didn't say that his career was over. What? He didn't say that it was his last game in Hansfield. What? So we can't speculate and recollate upon what? him not playing anymore. So let's be positive. Let's cheer him on. And let's keep Ben is booming. Business is booming. I don't wow. know. AB says Ben is back. Are you? I don't want to speculate or regulate. I, I, I too would uh, like to have a, a cessation of regulation. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to start incorporating in the phrase when someone says to me something I disagree with. I say, "Well, I wouldn't tip my hat to that." <laughs> I, I do need to start putting that in my own vernacular. It. Um, I, I when I heard that, that was from a cameo from that Uber. I thought, man, why didn't we think of that? Like, just give AB the money and see what we could get him to say. Like, just for this podcast, I didn't realize it. I'm sure AB one of the more expensive cameos but it's yeah. but if you get them to talk about ben i mean it's it's you know i i can save some money i mean it's it's what what, what are we really living for if not to get antonio brown to say ridiculous things in an uber i well you know i've i've done a cameo i've bought a, a moats cameo that was only 20 bucks oh okay and i, I think lebeau is uh kind of on the cheap See, on that's too. stunning to me that those two guys are cheap so it maybe we need yeah guys. maybe we need to do a uh, cameo interview we'll just <laughs> put our questions out to cameo with uh lebeau probably cheaper than if you actually went through their publicist i, I, I probably <laughs> just a little bit paul amalu's coming on cameo soon i'm waiting for the email alert so oh man oh, uh man. What, what so a i don't know a, a b I don't know what to think this week, man. I've been kind of enjoying it and rooting. I've been kind of rooting for AB. I'm like Team AB on this. So. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's it's yeah, it's fun to watch the freak show when you're not like emotionally invested in it. I mean, it's it's you know, it, 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 the thing about AB is that like it, it it's all funny up until someone actually gets hurt. That's sort of the problem <laughs> with all this. And like it's it's you know, and AB has a real way of taking away the fun out of this by hurting someone else so i i you know kind of avoid i mean of course like everyone else in the world of course i watched as many different camera angles of him storming out of that game as i could how could you not it um but I, you know, I, I also don't think there's a, what, 20% chance at least he's uh, uh, suited up for the playoffs there when the Bucks go out there. I don't think that's impossible at all. <laughs> I say bring him to Baltimore for Sunday. <laughs> bring AB for one more. Yeah. By the way, everyone, uh, can we get an apology to Ben and to Tomlin for everyone who was like, oh, you know, they, they drove AB out of there. It was Ben's fault or Tomlin can't handle the locker room or gosh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at you, Shannon Sharp. Can you imagine working with somebody like AB? Like just in your job, having to deal with that person every day and your success in your job is dependent upon this person. Well, I work with Mario Lopez. I don't know if he's the Latino AB. Well, I mean, I, I see. I can't speak to that, but I just I, I, I don't know if you ever there was that old Post Gazette story about how, you know, Ben, this was years ago. Ben was uh, it called AB from the other side of the locker room was like, AB, I can hear the music yeah. like it's and I just remember thinking like, what a horrible place this would be to work like it. Uh, well, let's get, you know, AB didn't even have the hottest take. This week, no, let's get, he didn't. Let's get to the hottest take. It's uh, it's from the man himself. It's Big Ben. I, I've always said that they're the best fans in all the sports, and I'll stick by that to the day I die. I, I've always said that they're the best fans in all the sports, and I'll stick by that to the day I die. 
I had to hear twice. He's talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, best fans in the world. He'll stick with that until the day I die. I guess he hasn't been reading the tweets this season. Well, I, I was going to say this comes off of the fact that we know Ben does not manage his own Twitter account. So I imagine that's a big part of what this is. If yes, you know, the only thing you encounter are the Steelers fans that love you, then by all means go with this. But uh, thankfully, uh, whatever else Ben does with his free time, he is not on Twitter. Ben, ben, ben once blocked me back in the day for... Uh, I tweeted a picture of Mace with a thought bubble over Tomlin's head with a Super Bowl trophy. Oh, and okay. and I think that got me blocked by Ben. But then you know he but brought it's everyone back. Not blocked back. by Ben. I mean, it's whoever yeah. manages that account, which I can't imagine who that is. But yeah, I um. But let's let's get serious. Are is Pittsburgh? Does Pittsburgh have the best fans? In the NFL, we I know we have the most the best traveled fans. You know, yeah. we we get to the games. Uh, part of that has to do with people leaving Pittsburgh, right, and keeping their fandom. Yes. Um. I, I, well, I mean, unfortunately, there's no real way to man to determine who the best fans in the NFL are. I mean, I, I, I and also anyone that would would have different criteria for each. But I think I think that's a pretty good way to judge it, just because that's so visible. I mean, that's so obvious when that happens, when the Steelers fans take over an opposing stadium. It's You don't see anything like it in the pro level. You really don't. Well, we haven't seen... Yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, I, we'd have to probably go back to, like, Detroit Red Wings, where a city dominated a sport and then had declined so that everyone was scattered amongst the amongst the, the nation. Yeah, and also I think just going by fans in the stands, I mean, something I'm always struck by now whenever I go to the Steeler games is that, like, with the rise of, you know, StubHub and eBay and all this, it's never going to be like it was in the 90s. You will always have fans of the opposing team there. It's simply too easy to get the tickets in a way it never was before. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Ted Leonisis, you know, CEO of AOL, owned the Washington Capitals, and he would use, and he would connect the people trying to buy the tickets online to block anyone that had a 412 or 724 number, oh. and those users would still find their way to the Penguins Capitals games in Washington. So it's, you can't do that kind of thing anymore. So it's, so, but I, I think just the fact that there are Steelers fans everywhere in pretty much every part of the world and, and every industry, every job, there's someone that's going to be there for a team that, again, is not New York, is not Boston, is not Los Angeles, that is not, you know, it's it's a global brand off of winning, not off of location. We saw a terrible towel at Woodstock 99. Mm -hmm. We've, we know that there were Steeler fans at the Capitol Insurrection. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, wherever there is something going on, there is Steeler fans. Absolutely. But okay. would the best fans in the world call for the firing of a coach who hasn't had a losing season ever well uh, i mean I, I, but then you're judging the fans by the worst fans though which might be the way it is that might be it's just tough or it might be you know the fans are so used to winning that anything against winning is 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 bad and down i don't that's know a, that's a good point can you judge a fan base by their worst fans i mean we do every week so i mean i think that that's kind of what our podcast is built on which is I fine so. with me which yeah. is fine with me that's right you want to mm. be a better fan mm -hmm. i i would like you to all right Let's yes. get to the, oh geez, we're almost at an hour. Let's get to the <laughs> speed round here. Mm -hmm. Let's start with, well, let's start with Alex Kazora again. Mm -hmm. Ray Ray McLeod has done it. First dealer since Rod Woodson in 92-93 to lead the team in kick returns in consecutive years. Uh, here's the list. You know, 2021 and 2020, we had Ray Ray McLeod. 2019 with Kareth White Jr. Wow. Uh, 2018, Ryan Switzer. Um uh, is, is this a contribution? We talk about the uh, offensive contributions of Ray Ray. What about his special teams contributions? I mean, it's it's he's he's he fits a very narrow niche, which is why he's been able to get this. He's the he's the best kick returner they have that they absolutely do not value as a receiver. Otherwise, A. B. would have done this over the course of his uh, over the course of his time. It's just because I mean he was you know what is it Max special teams player of the year when they drafted him like two or three years in a row, and A. B. was a great returner, but you couldn't use him all the time when your entire offense was basically being funneled through him. So it's it's so yeah it's it, it shows just how many bad returners they've had or how much they don't prioritize. <laughs> It. It's it's usually like, hey, here's the second string cornerback. You're fast. Get out there. And it's so, yeah. So it's because they see Ray Ray as very fast, which he is, and not by any means the priority on offense, which he also is. So that's how this happens. 
So it's uh, it's just it's more of happenstance. Is it just more of being the man, being the man there? Oh, he's not, but he's not bad. I mean, it's it's some good returns. I want to say against Tennessee in particular. I mean, it's it's you know it's but the the fumble against Chicago was very big, and I and I almost lost in large part because of that. It um so yeah so it's but he's been great since. So I mean it's I, I can live with one fumble here provided they were able to uh, save it. You so he at this point has he earned his helmet for next season? Uh with as many other holes as they have to fill probably. All right, okay. Let's stick with special teams. We mm-hmm. let's go to Matthew Ball at Regulator 615. Once again I'd like to point out that when Chris Boswell struggled in 2018, many wanted him gone and took it to his teeth. He bounced back these last few years. True toughness. He's the Wizard of Boz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this kind of goes under the same conversations we're having today about uh, Kendrick Green or Devin Bush or, uh, I mean, anyone right. that, that we've given up on this season. Uh, we did the same for Boswell, and now he's Mr. God out there. Absolutely, and it, the Steelers value stability. They value in a way that perhaps no other sports team does. It, um, now, Green... Maybe a little bit different because, I mean, before Boswell got hurt and had that bad season, he had some pretty great years. So, I mean, I don't know if Green's necessarily the same thing. But, you know, for a team that does not make big dramatic changes unless they have to, it makes all the sense in the world to continue with that stability. All right. Let's go to – let's get one in here from Christopher Carter hey. at Carter Critiques. Mm-hmm. Highsmith gets a tackle for loss, then Tuska gets the sack, then Loudermilk draws the hold, <laughs> Steelers defensive front bringing it after Renegade. This is at least the third game. We, it wasn't, we had two games with a turnover after Renegade, mm-hmm. but this was as good as a turnover. It was three negative plays. Yes, absolutely. It, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to make fun of, you know, the Renegade thing when the Steelers defense isn't that great. But I mean, it really, you saw it. It really does change the energy in that stadium. It absolutely does. And you know, look, I played my part. We we drew we drew three uh, false, false starts and a delay of game in mm-hmm. the in the Heinz red zone. That's right. Where's my free Taco Bell? <laughs> you know, when the Buckos, if they steal two bases or something, you get Taco Bell after the game. Oh, I'm I'm old enough to remember they would have a, a field goal kicking contest, and they were the winner at the half, and the winner of it, whoever beat the other three guys, got to kick a 35 yard field goal, and if he made it, everyone could use their ticket stub to rent a free VHS from Giant Eagle. Oh, right, gosh, uh, that was yeah. the best. That, that only happened like twice. Didn't want to make that. But when that dude made it, Three Rivers shook. And like, I would love to watch Batteries Not Included once oh, again. We were all going to go get a time to kill. Yes. <laughs> right, uh, all right. One more here. Let's go to, hey, let's go to at Merrill Hodge. Merrill mm-hmm. Hodge. Okay, let's do it for number seven. Did you see him? I, did you see him out there? He was the celebrity towel oh, waver. Yes, I did. But he was in. A white jersey with black stripes? What is that? Well, first, I want to say I did not need to see Merrill with short gray hair. That was that was that was unnecessary. I, I would. I mean, I love Merrill. I wish he'd worn a hat. I wouldn't have felt nearly as old. And, um, but yeah, that that's it, it is rare that you see someone connected to the team wear one of those jerseys where it's just like, ah, we're hoping you'll buy anything. And that's kind of what what Merrill was sort of wearing. I think. Yeah, I mean, I like I don't even see you know I've never seen people in the pink jerseys even. Right. I, it's white or black or alternative. I saw a couple, and I don't like the look of the half and half oh i know i, mean, I that saw just, that too that clashes we probably saw the same guy right yeah, yeah. it was weird oh i saw a guy i saw a guy na- near you in a complete uh shoulder pads and butt yeah pads. yeah that was that was sad i felt real bad <laughs> I, I could hear my old man saying you know there's 106 people in this room that should wear shoulder pads <laughs> why, why would they let him in like i i, I had i'm hard sure t- they patted him down i'm sure they really patted him down i had a hard time getting i, my, I blew the metal detector like four or five times they finally just said just go through right i can't imagine that guy in full shoulder pads in full oh butt and he had pads. the leg things too and it was and you know he wasn't warm like i, I would have hated to be sitting next to that guy yes I mean, oh yeah no no no, no i no, had no. people yeah i i'll tell you what i'm gonna remember from the game i had the people two rows behind me screaming the whole game sit downs we can't mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's Heinz Field on Monday right. night. Right. And Ben's last home game. You're not going to stand up? Come on. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Talk about the we're the best fans in the world. We're, we want to sit in the third quarter. Sorry, bunch of lazy fans. Okay. We're, we're gosh, we're long. I'm sorry, bad. This is way long. Uh, let's get to the final word here. Okay. We'll give it to uh, one of our favorites here at Paul Zeiss. Ugh. 
I keep hearing the Steelers are heading for the dark ages without Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers are almost a lock not to win a playoff game in what would be five years in a row. The longest such streak since Chuck Knoll was hired. The dark ages are here. Is this the same as that Knoll stretch in the 80s? Uh, I, I mean, I, I wasn't around to watch the games, but I'd be very surprised because, again, I, I for reasons that we've articulated so much here, I, I don't know a lot about those Knoll teams in the 80s. I do know that they weren't all playing the last week without having been eliminated. Yeah. I, a lot of them have been eliminated long before that. I oh, imagine. yeah. It, um, and also, I, I do imagine that uh, next season, anytime something good happens or they win a game, you and I, one of us will be able to say, the Dark Ages are here, because that's going to be a fun <laughs> thing to call back and mock. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between not winning a playoff game in five years and not going to the playoffs. Well, there's also a difference between not, not winning a playoff game and being, you know, three and 14 and being seven and 10 or being, you know, six and 11. That's, those are big, big differences to where no one cares about the football season before Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's a big, big difference. That's dramatic. Um, you know, these, if you're not excited about these seasons, uh, I, I don't know. I can't help you. You know, if you're one of those people who wrote, it's not even worth watching the Steelers. Are you kidding me? This is, I mean, what are you going to watch instead? Are you going to watch uh, Ozark? I guess. Go ahead. I'm still on season three. I'm still catching up. So, I, I tried Wheel of Time. I got two episodes in. It, has, it hasn't been working for me, and I love Rosamund Pike. I've started, I, li- I like her too. I've started Succession. So, oh, okay. You know, there you go. Is I wonderful things. Is, is, is a great episode of Succession better than the worst statistical Steelers running defense of all time? Uh, uh, you can't binge the worst statistical win of all time. So I think so. I mean, you have something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I don't think the dark. I don't think these are the dark ages. I think mm-hmm. this is, is is exciting as lightning. I don't know. You know, here we <laughs> the are. Middle ages. The middle ages. Yeah, the middle ages. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, all right. One. Uh, one more last word. Are you? Are you? Are you a religious man? Uh, uh, not particularly. Not, well, we'll go to the crow mish. Okay. Who has a little prayer for everyone? Uh, okay. Our Father who art in heaven. Please pray for the Jaguars. Thy TJ as player of the year may come. Thy playoffs will be done on earth as it is in the NFL. Give us this day some more Big Ben and forgive us for Urban Meyer as we forgive those who have doubted our defense. And lead us not to miss the playoffs, but deliver us with Mike Tomlin. Amen. Oh, that's adorable. I, I love it. it was, he, he had me with the, the, the forgive us for Urban Meyer thing. That, uh, I don't even know who's coaching the Jags at this point. Uh, I, I already thought that the Steelers were the Lord's team. Do you need to do you need to pray or is God already watching? Well, I, I, what I would take from this is, man, I'm not even sure God can help the Jaguars. <laughs> All right. Uh, we went so long. Thanks for listening with us. Indeed. We will be Thank back so much. next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Kyle Kreiss. I want to hear, hey, you don't have to agree with me. Uh, you know, not every opinion, uh, you know, not we don't validate every opinion, but I do want to hear yours. So at, mm-hmm. hit me on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Kreiss. Greg, uh, where can we? You find me on Twitter and Instagram at Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. We will see you next week. Uh, maybe we'll be uh, heading to the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. If we are heading to the playoffs, the bandwagon is closed. Don't get back on it now. If they weren't good enough to watch in week 17, they're not good enough to watch in week 19, okay? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.